unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. If you're playing a game and you have to pause and be like, uh, that's probably like just just from that, it's probably a good indicator that it's probably not the best yeah. thing for you to be doing. Hey guys, welcome back to Saints Unscripted. Today we're talking about gaming, okay. video gaming. So naturally, you know. We've got Justin here. Yeah. <laughs> hey. um, well, and what's interesting is video games, when, when I'd like you all to close your eyes, and when you hear the word video games, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Bullets. Interesting. Okay. Um, I think we all forget that we all play video games. Um, because life is a simulation. Because life is a simulation. We're actually all plugged into the Matrix. No. Oh um, but like, if you think of uh, phones, mm. Facebook... Games, mm. right? Words with friends. Games, words with friends, like even just games and like the texting ones. Bunch of you know. seventy-five-year-old gamers then, yeah, out yeah, there. And then you've got you know um, Sudoku on an app. That's a video game, right? Mm. But then you've got PlayStation's Xbox, and then PC gaming. You know. Yeah. So we're all at some point. We've all participated. We've all played video games. Mm. We've all played Mario Kart and had fun. <laughs> Let's give us a give yeah. us a summary of your experience with with video games. What do you play? Yeah. Okay. So I play um, Xbox. That's my system of choice, and and my Switch. I like Nintendo. I've played Nintendo games my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, I play. I game for like three hours a day. Dang. You know, nothing intense. Okay. It, it helps because at work we play Call of Duty. Dove Cootie. That like, is a scene straight out of the office. You know, like it. It is. Yeah. It <laughs> Sometimes. is. So at lunch and then after work we'll play, and so so that's that. Then and then I go home and then my wife, when we were dating, she like I made it clear that like this is how I de-stress. This is how like this helps me a lot. And so so she understands like when I'm getting cranky and stuff, she'll be like, just go play a game for an hour. You'll feel better, you mm-hmm. know. And that's what you look for in a woman, someone who understands <laughs> you, right? Um, I mean, who lets you play video games? No. So um, so I'll play for an hour or two at home and. Um, one of the games that I've played pretty religiously for the past two years is called Apex Legends. Religiously, religiously. I've tried Apex Legends actually. It's I. So it's first. It's a first-person shooter. It's a battle royale. Mm. You know, everyone was really into Fortnite. Fortnite. And I sucked at Fortnite. Yeah. And then they made Apex Legends, where it's like a little bit faster paced. The map's smaller, so you run into people more often. Mm. But here's the thing is I didn't play shooter games until I was in college. Hmm. My whole life, my parents wouldn't let me play any video games where you killed somebody or where there was blood, Hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. so I played lots of Pokemon, Mm -hmm. you know, and Legend of Zelda, which I still... I still play those games. Like, every time a new Zelda game comes out, every time a new Pokemon game's out, I'll buy it, I'll beat it, you know. Um, (laughs) It's so like, you just... Well, it's really fun because it comes out, and then you're like, well, I have work and stuff, so I have to beat it as fast as I can so I can focus on life again. Um, (laughs) I have no other choice. (laughs) Yeah. I have so many memories of, like, my mom, you know, going to bed at, like... 10, 8, 10 p.m. because that's when like a normal kid goes to bed and then pulling the blanket over my head and then pulling out my DS and then playing until 4 in the morning and then waking up and just, you don't tell your parents 
because then they take it away. But you gotta beat the game because you can't think of anything else <laughs> until you beat it. That's I, I don't know if anyone else has experienced that where it's like I like you just you gotta know what happens next. You got it's like a book with a story, mm. but you're involved, you know. Mm. Um, so I love video games. Yeah, and but I think the point of this video we want to talk about how video games can be good and how they can be bad. Yeah, and if there's any like church stuff out there about them, which there really isn't. Just just put that out there. You know, you're gonna if if you Google it. I mean, we do have a couple of quotes. Yeah. And I'll just, yeah. let's just read one of them. Perfect. So we have one from the church's website that just says, the church is not against video games, but youth are urged to be smart in their selection of games and the amount of time they spend with them. We've been commanded to use our time wisely, reference to DNC 6013. Just because something is clean and fun does not mean it is worth doing. That's actually a really good yeah. line there. I like that it says, this, don't let video games keep you from worthwhile activities like exercising, studying the gospel, doing schoolwork, or spending time with your family. Yeah, agreed. And so I think that's kind of the same counsel they give when it comes to media in general. Sure. The music yeah, exactly. you listen to, the movies you watch. Well, and, and any any worthwhile activity, everything is good in moderation. Yeah. And then that food, for goodness sakes, you know, like don't, if you ate all day, every day, because you like food and food's good. Wait, hang on. Did we just say everything is good in moderation? Pornography is good in moderation. Murder is good in moderation. It just depends on what the moderation is. You know, <laughs> the moderation is none. I, think, <laughs> I, was, I, think, I understand. Uh, when you said, I was like, I think so. I don't, I don't know what you're getting at. Yes, correct. Actually, pornography. So games, right? I'm I'm gonna draw some lines here. This is and this is personal, mm -hmm. but I feel like opinion it's, alert. It's opinion, but also it's what I feel like I've been able to learn through my life when it comes to video games. I did this project in college, actually. It was my senior project. So like it's not a high school project, it's a college project. Um so I had access to a lot of resources, right? A lot of information, a lot of research. Um video games in and of themselves, there's very little studies that show that there's like direct negative like if you play a violent video game, are you violent? There's no proof of that right now, you know? Or if you play X kind of game, do you have these kind of tendencies? We just can't show that because there's so many varieties of things and all the studies have been inconclusive. The one thing that has been consistent is the amount of screen time you have, it does correlate to depression. Hmm. That people who spend more than, that's kind of scary, people who spend more than three to four hours on, the, on screen time um, a day, are more likely to have depression. Which could mean more than video games. Oh yeah, phones, right? um, TV's iffy. The, mm -hmm. the studies don't really have a lot of correlation with TV. Mm. Like, you're watch watching a documentary doesn't oh. lead to depression. Mm. <laughs> you know, so there's a lot of fine lines, but phone time and video games mm. are part of the screen time. So that's just... That's more of a physiological exactly. argument you there. You need human interaction, you need to go outside and, mm -hmm. and staring at a screen, and there's a lot of things there. but. So that's just, in general, just limit the time. But as far as what kind of games you play, for the most part, I think almost, almost everything goes with the line of pornography. Hmm. There are a lot of, and, and, and soft porn, right? There are a lot of different video games that introduce varying levels of pornography. And people justify it because of the gameplay, because of how fun it is, or, or maybe it's not that big part of a game. Um, but a lot of people get into trouble because 
when you introduce that anyway, right? Any kind of introduction to, into your home, like the, the spirit leaves, um, it's an you're opening the door for addiction, right? And so that's where I personally draw the line is if I'm playing a game and there's particular characters that I think, you know, are dressed suggestively, if they show up once or twice, I'm kind of like, ah, it's fine. But if they're a main character and you're staring at them constantly, um, your brain, your mind is never going to be in the right spot. Hmm. And you're telling yourself that that's okay, right? Mm-hmm. And and so then it makes it really easy to the next time you play a game like that to think it's okay, right? I think you bring up a good point about, you know, where do we draw the line? And it's the same question that we ask with, you know, rated R movies and music and stuff. Yeah, I mean, just and, media. Yeah. yeah, but it's a really important question. And for instance, me, um, I had a Nintendo 64 when I was a kid. And, oh, Super Mario 64, ah! It is one of the best games One of the best made. games ever mm-hmm. created. Mario Kart, amazing. Super Smash Brothers, played it all Great. the time. Right, um, But there was... Um, more of a kind of Law of Moses-esque situation in my house where my parents had given me, like, the hard rule that, like, no M-rated games. I think even T-rated games were restricted. I think following the ratings in general. Yeah, it's a a good idea. Um, And I I, I think that's wise. I think it's really important for parents to have boundaries for their kids, right? Mm -hmm. But I also recognize that it's important to get to a point where you can live a higher law as well, you know, mm-hmm. where it's not just, oh, I'm not doing this because I'm not allowed to. Instead, it's I'm not doing this because this is the decision I've made and, and th- these are the reasons why I think it's appropriate or not appropriate and I feel like this is the right thing for me to do, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think I've definitely played games that have probably been more gratuitously violent or or gory than um, than oh, yeah. I should have oh, played. Sure. And you know who I blame? When I was in New Zealand a few years back, I was it was a uh, a broad internship during college, and I was boarding in the home of this lady who was in like her mid sixties, early sixties, and she was a freaking gamer, and she got me into. Dying Light, Whoa. which is a very violent, quite gory zombie game. Zombie games are... I can't play them because they're so gory. Yeah, anyways. But. So I blame the older generation for that one. That's interesting. Old people, who would have thought? Who would have thought, right? Six-year-old gamers. I mean, they're out there again. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I, I kind of think that like there's kind of an an inner voice probably the spirit huh that's kind of letting you know when something is okay or not like if you're playing a game and you have to pause and be like "Uh," that's probably like just just from that it's probably a good indicator that it's probably not the best thing for you to be doing and if you feel uncomfortable if it's something you wouldn't want to play in front of your spouse or your parents i don't i don't know like but i also think that there is like a spectrum like because like the book of mormon has decapitations and very gory things you know and horrible horrible things um one of my favorite movies is uh hacksaw ridge which is very violent but but so very moving and yeah the, the so so you have to look at in my opinion when you're when you're trying to go for you know making your own decisions looking at context and whatnot um is really important and looking at kind of the the intentions of 
the content right. itself. And like of if the you, game, yeah. yeah, like what you said, like if if the intent of the game is clearly to like elicit uh, certain emotions. Yeah, if it's like meant to like catch your eye towards certain, you know, things. Yeah, no. I, if it's meant to be sexually suggestive to you, like that's just not cool. Yeah. And it's happening more and more. Oh, and it's so there's much. Certain, I mean, this game just came out called Cyberpunk 2077. Uh-huh. People like, are very super pumped about it. And then it came out and they're kind of bummed because it was super glitchy. And I thought so much of it looked really cool. But from the trailers alone, very like sexually suggestive. And I was like, ah, I'm just going to write that off right now. That's not a game I'm going to play. Because that's just not something I want to introduce into my home or yeah. my life, right? Yeah. Um, it's a dangerous line to yeah, walk. I got this, um, the new Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is Vikings. Super cool, right? But when I was going to buy it, my wife was like, hey, don't these Assassin's Creed like games have sex scenes in them and stuff? Mm. And I'm like, some of the old ones do. And so I was like, not going to get it. But I checked it. Turns out you could turn off. Oh. They made an option where you can like turn off explicit material. Yeah. Even in Zen where you can make it like no blood or anything. And I that's was like, cool. that's cool. And um, and it's a really cool game, right? And so I, I've enjoyed it, but I probably wouldn't have got it if I knew that that content was going to be in it. So, um, and I've, I think it's also important to mention that like what the spirit indicates is or is not appropriate to you may be different from what the spirit tells someone else because we're all different and we all are affected by things differently. And with, so I think with, it's important to respect. With the exception of playing Kirby in Smash Bros. Ow! If you, as Kirby is your main in Smash Bros, you're doing something wrong and probably need to talk to your Especially if you are that weaselly guy who just <laughs> sucks the other characters up and walks off the edge. It's, what is that? It. And, like, people who have never played, they're like, oh, I'm great at Smash Bros. And they play Kirby and they win because Kirby's... They just they just drop uh, off the edge. I hate what? it so much. Poop you out and then puff You're right back good. up onto the platform. You're not good. But any of our videos about media, you know, like like you were saying earlier, like about movies or film, or anything, there's, um, it all ties together in how you consume media. Um but as far as there's a stigma with video games, right? Like mm-hmm. there's the person who lives in their parents' basement and they play video games 24-7 and don't have a job, right? Um, that has nothing to do with the video games, right? It has to do with a person's mot- lack of motivation to get a job. Mm. You know? Ah, <laughs> okay. But like video games are fine. Um, I love playing with in, family. In, in moderation. My wife um, and I, we play Fortnite. We'll get my brothers on a group call or her sisters on a group call yeah. and we'll just hang out. No better way to do it than with a little familial Fortnite. It's a lot of fun. Right, and I gotta be careful because like sometimes I wanna play, but I'll recognize that I need to spend time with my wife or my cats, you know, and yeah. it's like, okay, I'll turn it off, you yeah. know, and like do something else. So it's um, just Anything gotta... in excess can be bad, even yeah. if it's not bad a little bit at a time, um, if that makes sense. And one other thing too is, is the online interaction um, of video games, that that's something you got to be really careful about mm. um, because some people are very explicit, you know, just swearing up a storm and and telling you to kill yourself because you played poorly and stuff, you know. So that whole environment can be very toxic. Yeah. My, my advice is just to avoid it. Yeah, you know, or just, sometimes, like, I've played Fortnite and you notice that, like, the, the audio chat is on and you might have, like, some 8-year-old kid in your squad whose mom is totally clueless 
that her eight-year-old child is talking with strangers online yeah. and you're like, parents, yeah. don't do that. That's, that's a dangerous thing to do. So like, and that's, that's a little bit different from video games. That's more of a commentary on online interaction in general. Yeah. But you can play games. I recommend just turning off the mic so you can't hear people telling you lots of nasty things. <laughs> so um, I think it's, you should always be nice. Yeah, and I'm going to make a point really quickly. I think a lot of people, there's a stigma in the church that like we have, or people outside the church looking in that we have like so many rules and whatnot, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That we're so restricted. But honestly, like, I think a lot of these things are in place so that we have more freedom, you know? Like, like for instance, like right. um, people that build some video games try and hook you in with sex or whatever mm -hmm. it may be, right? And by doing that, like that stuff can be addictive, and you know, and you... that can restrict your agency because you're going to be compelled to go back to that kind right. of stuff, you know. And that talks about the quality of the game. If they need to yeah. use like sex and violence to sell the game, then that probably means it's not a good story, poorly made, and the graphics probably suck. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. some of the best games are eight bit, you know. So, um, so thanks for watching, guys. Um, if you have questions, you know, about particular situations, or if you want to tell me about why you think it's okay to play Kirby, so I can prove you wrong, um, please let us know in the comments, um, like this video, subscribe to the channel, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube, or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.